Hey friends, welcome to the Robin Graham show. I'm so grateful you're joining me for another episode where we dive into entrepreneurship, faith, mental health, and so much more. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a brand strategist, business coach, and mentor. Join me every week to learn how mindset, strategy, and action combined will produce the results you were dreaming of. Discover your purpose and follow your God-led callings, values, visions, and passions to create a personal brand and strong foundation for long-term success. The sky is the limit when we spend time with like-minded people. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. Ready to learn? Grab your cup of coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Why? A very powerful three-letter word. When you lead with your why, the world opens up to so many more opportunities. We often focus on the what of our business, but as Simon Sinek says in his Golden Circle, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. It's that emotional connection that makes people want to buy from you. So today I have a very special guest. She is going to help you discover your why so that you can continue to make an impact and reach a bigger audience and attract more clients. Doesn't that sound fabulous? And it all comes from what you already have within you. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Chris Olson. Chris Olson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Robin. Well, I'm glad you're here and I love this topic. So listeners, I read Chris's book. It's called Whyography, Building a Brand Fueled by Purpose. So as you know, listeners, I love to talk about, first of all, personal branding, second of all, finding your purpose and using your purpose to serve other people. But before we dive into this conversation and the the nitty gritty of finding your why, Chris, I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about you and how you got to this point in your journey. Okay, I would love to. So I am the founder of a social enterprise called My Founder Story, and we support women-owned businesses in confidently communicating their purpose and impact, which we believe sets them up for entrepreneurial success. And my journey to launching my founder story started way back when I used to work in radio. My career started in radio. And um, there was always something while I worked in in broadcast media that didn't feel quite right for me. But I continued because it was a good job and it paid well. And there was, you know, some glamorous parts of it. But there was always sort of this little inkling that it wasn't aligned with my values or my purpose. And so I was kind of pushed out of radio. I was laid off. And when I was laid off, I decided to start my own communications consulting business. And that's when I really started that journey of digging into my own why. And I then was diagnosed with cancer. And so I think what happens is a lot of times when we face a major life, you know, moment, it pushes us to really evaluate, you know, what am I, what am I doing with my life? What's the impact that I want to make? So that even further pushed me down this path of, of finding and pursuing my purpose. And so I started reading books by Simon Sinek and others and social entrepreneurs who had built businesses really on the foundation of their why. And through that process, I started working with women's business development 
agency here in Minnesota, where I am, that helps women start and grow small businesses. And I think it was really through that work that I discovered that my passion was supporting women-owned businesses because we did this uh, 18-week business planning course. And at the end of the course, women had to pitch their business to a panel of investors. And it was then that I realized we hadn't given them all the tools that they needed because they weren't confident when they were pitching their businesses. And so I decided I was going to start my own business to help women really get clear on their purpose so that they could communicate it with confidence. So that was how my founder story was born. And ultimately, that's how the biography uh, workshops and the book were born as well, all came from that. I love it so much. And there's data out there. And several months ago, I, I interviewed Maureen Borzicello, and we talked a lot about how female founders don't necessarily take advantage of the resources that are available, but there are also limited resources for women. And I love how in the Mm -hmm. book, you talked about how, you know, women could not get a business loan without someone else signing off on it, a man signing Mm -hmm. off on it Mm -hmm. until the nineties. Like that is insane to me. And the percentage of women who find, find a business and create a business and develop a business who bootstrap it is way higher than men who bootstrap. And I think it's interesting. And I love the fact that you talk about using your quote, (laughs) biography for pitching, because I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with. A lot of times we're going into a room with, and I've never done this before, but I'm just going by what other people have told me. It's, you know, it's a room full of male investors and you're pitching this idea as a woman. And a lot of times it's serving other women. And so it's intimidating. And if we don't have that Mm -hmm. confidence in our message and haven't really done that work as to why we're doing this, we really can't communicate that story that empowers us to tell the investors why they should invest in our organization. Am I right? That's exactly right. I mean, women get about, you know, 4% of venture capital, Uh, Women who apply for business loans, uh, only 25% receive business loans. And it's not because they have bad credit or they don't have a good business idea. You know, there are a lot of systemic things, obviously, behind that. But also, you know, in pitching your business, even, you know, if you're just trying to get a loan, even if you're looking for someone to partner with, I mean, it's not just money, right? It's all types of partnerships, collaboration, you need to be able to speak about your business in a confident way. And mm-hmm. you need to be able to show what sort of impact your business has or or you are going to have in your business. And so it's really kind of getting to, you know, your why. It's why are you doing this? And mm-hmm. that really is true. And like you, I believe that getting clear on your brand is the foundation for your business, right? That's mm-hmm. where it all mm-hmm. begins. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot move forward without clarity. And your clarity starts with your why, you know, Mm -hmm. what is triggering your emotions inside of you? And the listeners know, I talk a lot about where your values, visions, and passions overlap, and that will guide you to your purpose and your Mm -hmm. why and your niche and what you should be focusing your energy on, because that's where you're going to best serve other people, but also be the most fulfilled. And 
you're yeah. going to have more clarity when you know specifically where you're coming from, why you're doing mm-hmm. what you're doing and why it is you want to serve the population you want to serve. And without that clarity, like you said, we just really, truly cannot move forward to build a solid foundation for long-term success. So let's talk about that, Chris. Let's talk about your why and how can listeners discover their why I love in the book and listeners, I encourage you to pick up a copy of Chris's book and I will put a link to the book in the show notes, but she provides a why journey map in the book. And if you are struggling to identify and maybe my equation values plus visions, plus passions equals purpose hasn't worked for you, or you just want to go a little deeper, I encourage you. This is my sales pitch for Chris to buy her book (laughs) because it really, it really does provide a roadmap for you. Okay. So Chris, now that we've plugged the book, help me or, or you describe to the listeners how they can really and truly tap into their why. So one of the things we do, and you mentioned this, like values are a huge part of your why. So one of the things we do in our workshops is, you know, we started our workshops by showing a list of kind of values on, on the, you know, projected on the wall. Here are some values, write down some of the values from this list that resonate with you. And we found, as I'm sure you find in your work, that when you do that, people often pick values that are maybe aspirational, right? Like you want to be a certain way or you see yourself in a certain way, but it might not be how you're actually showing up in the world. So we developed this activity that is called your values in action. And I think that's a really great way to get clear on your values, because that's, as you said, that's a big part of of finding your why. That for me, that's you know, kind of step one is figuring out your values. So in order to do that, we ask people to think about a brand. So there's no better way, I think, to see how your values are showing up in action than to look at how you spend your money. So we're often spending our money based on where our values are. So we might, you know, not support a brand because it doesn't align with our values. And people are often really passionate about oh yeah, I won't shop there because I don't like the CEO or I don't like their business practices or they're aligned with a certain you know, political affiliation. Our activity for your values in action really looks at what are the brands you're conflicted about or don't support because they're not aligned with your values. So conflicted is also like, I might not want to shop at this store because I don't you know, believe in their business practices, but I feel like I don't have any other options, right? But every time you shop there, you're sort of like, oh, I don't want to go here, but I have to, right? So that's a great way to kind of get started on figuring out how your values are showing up for you in your everyday life. And think about, so as you think about those businesses you won't support or you're conflicted about supporting, think about what are those specific values that are connected to that, right? Maybe there's an issue where the business isn't inclusive, right? And so that goes directly against your value of inclusivity, right? So think about what that is. And that's really the first step is getting clear on your values. And likewise, you can you can look at the values that you don't appreciate and you don't align with, but you can also look at the values that truly mean something to you and you practice them or experience them in some way, shape, or form every single day of your life. And it could be just interacting with a person that that is living the values that mean so much to you. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. We found that um, when we did the values that you live, when we asked people to, you know, what are the values that show up for you every day? They were sort of, uh, you know, it was like a deer in headlights. So 
people tend to be a little bit more passionate about, you know, businesses they won't support. But you're absolutely right. You can, you know, think about what's important to you. How do you interact with people and how are you living through your daily life? And you can absolutely do it that way. And we and in the book, we have actually both, right? Like you look at mm-hmm. both businesses you are aligned with and businesses you aren't aligned with. And what are those common values so that you can narrow it down to, you know, five values that show up for you in your day-to-day life. Your why is rooted in your values. It's, as I say, it's your values in action. Yeah, 100%. And, and you're so right. You know, when something rubs you wrong, or if a person rubs you wrong or a brand, it really stems from that misalignment or malalignment mm-hmm. in, you know, between you and them and, and what you believe in at the, at your core, which is your values. Mm-hmm. So let's talk Chris about, okay, that's a great starting point, a great stepping stone to finding your why you have in the book, something that you talk about the tiny why statement, and then you extrapolate to get to the why and then the whyography from that tiny why statement. So let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Cause I think that format is really important. Yep, exactly. So that stems from really doing these workshops. And at the end of workshops, inevitably, there'd be someone who would say, if I just tell you about my business, can you tell me my why? (laughs) You know, and it's sort of like, well, we can't wave a magic wand and tell you your why it's really, you know, within you. But we developed this activity just as a simple way to kind of get started in that process. So there are what we call power verbs. So there's 20 power verbs that I list and in the book. And you know, power verbs are things like advances, champions, boosts, uh, educates, empowers. So those words that really feel powerful, right, that indicate some sort of powerful action. So if you think about your business, and if you had to pick a power verb about your business, that's where you start is thinking about your power verb, and then you connect it to your ideal customer. So who is it that you want to serve in your business? You know, we want you to get specific about your ideal customer. Um, and so the the tiny why statement really starts by just combining your power verb with your ideal customer. So for my founder story or for my tiny why statement, it is I support women-owned businesses, right? Or I empower women-owned businesses. That's just my power verb and my ideal customer, right? So that's how you get started. And so if you think about you know, getting confident and talking about your business, think about just saying that tiny why statement, I support women-owned businesses. That's easy for me to say. That's in my heart, right? That's coming from my heart. That's what I do. And that's the starting point for my why. And the next step to make it a why statement is you add the impact, right? So that's the difference that you want to do. So for me specifically, the difference I want to make in the lives of women business owners is I want to help them confidently communicate their purpose and impact to set them up for success. Because I know, you know, based on this data, that if they can communicate their purpose and impact, they're more likely to get the support that they need from funders and partners and and customers want to shop with purpose-driven businesses too. So, and employees want to work for businesses that are aligned with their values. So there's lots of reasons for getting clear on that, getting clear on it. So if I were to combine my tiny why statement, I support women-owned businesses. With my impact statement, it would be, I support women-owned businesses in confidently communicating their purpose and impact, setting them up for entrepreneurial success. You know, it's kind of like a really quick way of getting clear on it. And then you can go back 
and work on your values and work on, you know, make sure that what you're saying is aligned. So, you know, once you've made that kind of developed that why statement, we say, you know, there are some things that you can ask yourself. So does it reflect your personal values? Does it illustrate the personal strengths that you bring to the table? Does it articulate a problem that your business solves? Does it speak to something bigger than you? I mean, I think that's really important because your why is not about you. It's about how you're making a difference in the world. So it's about the people that you hope to serve. Oh my gosh. So much yes to that. It's so true. It's, you know, you're like, I always say your personal brand isn't about you. It's that perception Mm -hmm. other people have of you. And if you're using Mm -hmm. your why statement, then you're, you're controlling that perception they're going to have of you. You're telling them how you're going to serve them and help them or those that they love. And that's so important for controlling that perception of what you do and and how you serve your ideal audience. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that example. And that really does kind of become your, almost like your elevator pitch too. But I think it's more powerful because it's, it really truly has your why. You see a lot of those elevator pitches, 30 second messages that do not have a why in them. And so I love that you have the power and the ideal client right there in the throes mm-hmm. of that statement, because it's, it's like one-stop shopping. It covers all bases. <laughs> right. And, and also if you think about it, like we're conditioned to lead with our what, so, mm-hmm. you know, really from the time we leave, we graduate from high school and get a job or go to college or whatever that is. If you're at a dinner party, if you're just meeting someone for the first time, if you're, you know, wherever it's always sort of like, Oh, hi, what do you do? It's always about your what. And so I'm suggesting let's flip that, you know, and lead with our why. And so, Mm -hmm. because when you lead with your why, the conversation doesn't end, right? You'll get to your what. So if I say I support women-owned businesses in communicating their purpose to set them up for success, you will probably say, oh, well, what, how do you do that? You know, and then I talk about, well, we have workshops and we have a book and we have, you know, all of these things, right? So you'll get to the what, but the traditional business pitch, like you're talking about is sort of like leads with your what, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, I have this product or I have this service. And so what we're suggesting is flip that on its head. (laughs) Start with Mm -hmm. your why, because that's what's going to draw in the right people. So people who are aligned with your values, people who care about the same things that you care about, that's going to hook them immediately. And then you can talk about how you deliver that your why to the world. Yes, 100%. And, you know, your ideal audience, I always say is it's that person that is you three months ago, a year ago, five years ago. And that person who says to you, can I pick your brain? So if you think Mm -hmm. of that person and how you can serve them and what you have inside of you that is motivating you and moving you and inspiring you and put it all together. Bingo, you're going to connect with them emotionally so much faster and have so much more impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's just coming from your heart and your soul, right? Like that's yeah. the, the real, and that's the whole point. And then it becomes easier to talk about. So when you're talking about your why, that's what's inside you. That's not, if we think about traditional marketing and traditional branding, 
you know, for, for many years, it was sort of like a list of bright and shiny marketing language, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what are the buzzwords I can say? And, you know, what's the shiny puppies and rainbows and, you know, language that I can say your why is really, it's rooted in you and who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to remember, right? It's it's exactly who you are. So you don't have to remember a list of bullet points. You are speaking from your heart. And so in, you can do that with confidence. You don't have to be racking your brain for the bullet points. You can just speak from your heart and do that with confidence. Yeah, I love it. And this this is so much in alignment with what I do and how I work with my clients. And I think I love it even more mm-hmm. just because of that. Okay, so Chris, let's move this on just a little bit. So now we have our why. Can you tell us what whyography is? And for people who are listening and don't know what ography actually means. It's, it's a form of writing. So if you think of photography, it's writing with light. So whyography is really writing about your why telling the story mm-hmm. of your why. And I loved how you broke this out in the book. So can you just touch on this a little bit for us and explain whyography? <laughs> yeah. So the idea of a whyography is again, we're conditioned to write our bio, our standard like business bio or resume, where it's really focused on your what. So it's, and it's focused a lot on like your stats, right? Like uh, when you graduated, wh- where you graduated in your class, how long you were at a job. It's a lot of data, but it's not compelling data. And it says nothing about your why, right? And everyone has that. And so there's no differentiator there. So the difference is when you lead with your why, your why is your natural differentiator, your why combined with, you know, what you're delivering to the world, your product or your service is really that's going to be truly differentiate you from, from competitors, from other people who are right. doing similar work. So, so the idea of a biography is to lead with your why instead of your what. So, and what we do is we've combined the principles of storytelling. It's really the art and science of telling your story. So in the book, we touch on, you know, how the human brain reacts to stories. We've been telling stories for thousands of years. A resume doesn't tap into that, right? We, we're not telling a story with our resume in a, a traditional storytelling way. So we really touch on how you can talk about your journey in a way that connects with people. So, you know, it's really getting into sensory information and how things looked and smelled and felt and what you were feeling in the moment. And, and so we lay out a template for a story, which is traditional story. You know, you start with an exposition, which is sort of a big moment when you knew you wanted to start your business, or it could be, you know, a series of moments. And then it goes into like sort of what happened next after you had that big moment. How did you pursue that path of, okay, I think I'm going to do this. And then your, your climax is sort of like, okay, now I'm going to start my business. This is what I'm doing. I'm, you know, taking the leap. And then from there, you go on to a moment that's sort of like what we say is the the next paragraph is sort of like that encapsulates what you're doing in your business and also articulates your why. So that's where you sort of sum it all up. Like, this is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. And then it ends with a denouement, which is a French for conclusion, which just is sort of like, and your vision for the future, you know, what do you hope your business is doing, um, you know, five years from now? So it's a really specific kind of structure for a story and it ensures that your why is in there, but also uses the principles of storytelling. So we say it combines the principles of storytelling and the power of purpose to really articulate the difference that you're making in the world. 
I love that. And it's so much more meaningful than a business bio or something that mm-hmm. we would just exactly. have that we would just have in our on our resume or our back in our back pocket to tell people what we do. So I love it. I think that sometimes people struggle with their business and getting their business off the ground or starting a business and they have some success, but they aren't growing as fast as they want, or they are rebranding and they run into major obstacles. And I think a lot of times, like we said earlier, that comes from a lack of clarity. And now Mm -hmm. we've talked about how that clarity comes from knowing your why. So if there is one thing you could tell somebody that is feeling stuck, that isn't growing at the rate they want to grow, what would you tell them? And how would you tell them to get started to get unstuck, so to speak? I completely agree with what you just said. And I think it's all in getting clear on your why, because your why is your, like your North star. And it is the thing that gets you back on track. It's, you know, if we go through a pandemic and you're sort of like, oh, what am I going to do now? Or things are shifting for you. Maybe your product is no longer relevant or you have to pivot in some way. Your why is always, you know, I mean, it'll shift over time, but it's, it's essentially who you are. It doesn't, shift that much, right? So it becomes your your compass for what direction you need to go in. And I think oftentimes when we feel like our business is floundering or maybe not doing well, it's because we're not aligned with our purpose. And so I think the best thing to do is really make sure that you're clear on your why. And I always say, just do the tiny why statement. And are you doing something that serves the audience that you want to be serving? I mean, who are the people or, you know, maybe it's the planet, right? Um, Maybe it's animals, whatever it is. What kind of difference do you want to make in the world? Because once you're clear on that, the way that you deliver that through your business can happen a million different ways, right? So I'm not contained to just doing this business, my founder story and delivering workshops and, you know, and coaching, right? I could deliver my why in a million different ways. But once I know it, then I can figure out what my how is. So I think my advice is, make sure you're clear on your why and do the tiny why statement, tap into your values. And as you say in your work, you know, tap into your, what you're good at, right? Like where your strengths are and find that intersection. And that is really what is going to help keep you moving forward. Yeah. I love that. And Chris, you know, when, as you were talking, it reminded me of something that you, a story you told in the book about, something that made you kind of go back to realizing your why or discovering your why when you were in school and a little boy was having trouble reading. And Mm -hmm. I correlated Mm -hmm. that story to your visions and your passions and that, that level of compassion or empathy that you feel for other people. And your Mm -hmm. story was that this little boy was being removed from the classroom every day so that he could go out and get extra help for reading or whatever the case was. I can't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. you told your mother about the story and you and your mother then like started helping other children learn mm-hmm. how to read and to read better. And I often, you know, talk about that when I talk about vision. So, you know, did you envision yourself being a teacher? Did you envision yourself, you know, having conversations one-on-one and helping people? That story really resonated with me because I thought to myself, mm-hmm. you know, I loved it because that teacher in you that Mm -hmm. like you had that vision for serving people and teaching people and making a difference for people, 
even when you were a child. And I think that, you know, I use that example because I say that a lot, like, what did you envision yourself doing someday? Because a lot of times when we go to college and we get a degree, just like you said, doing what we are doing, isn't what we had envisioned ourselves doing. It's something that we had to find a job. And so we, we took it or we had to study something because we were told Mm -hmm. we have to go to college. And so you get into that rut of, Oh, I'm doing the same thing every day. And it's really not fulfilling me. And so you can tap into your values and then really look at those incidents in your life as a child. Like what impacted you? What influenced you? What changed Mm -hmm. the way you felt at any given moment in time? So Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. So that happened when I was in kindergarten. And I think you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, just about this biography journey map, right? And so what a really great thing to do is to look at what were the moments during your life that I call big moments, right? So where if you if you had to sit down and think about big moments, and they're, you know, they're good and bad. And there's, you know, it's not all like happy moments, but it could be a traumatic moment. It could be like I said, I was laid off from a job. That was a big moment. But that was sort of one of my earliest memories of wanting to give back was when I was in kindergarten and sort of, and you talked about empathy, and I'm a highly empathetic person, but it really started showing up, you know, when I was in kindergarten, and how can I help other kids? And what can I do to make a difference? And then it kind of went on, you know, I shared another story of when I was a couple years older, and I, I did a carnival to benefit muscular dystrophy association, you know, and it was sort of like, this desire to like help people started very young in me. And I'm sure my parents had some influence in that. But it's also, you know, part of who I am. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to look at those moments where you wanted to make a difference. Now, I didn't know when I was five, what that meant, really, or how that was going to influence my journey to launching a business. And I think, you know, I went to school for advertising design, because I wanted to be an artist, you know, it had nothing to do with my purpose or giving back at that point, it was just sort of like, this would be a fun job. So you're right, I think, you know, what if we were tapping into that, before we even started college, you know, what Mm -hmm. a huge advantage we'd have in sort of pursuing something that is truly, you know, aligned with it with our purpose, I think. But, you know, because life is the way it is, it just, it doesn't always happen that way. But you're absolutely right. It's sort of like, that's when it first showed up. And then it continued to show up. So I always say, what did you do next? Right? So Mm -hmm. a big Mm -hmm. thing happened to you. And what did you do next? Because your values show up in in the decision you make and what you did next. So, you know, when you were laid off from a job, did you try to sue your employer? Or did you, you know, or did you pursue another job? So your values are really really, uh, you know, you have to unpack that and see, you know, what shows up after you after you've had one of those moments. But that map that you talk about is a really great, great way of, of getting clear on some of those things and 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 your why. Yeah, I love it. And I think it is, it's so important to tap into that too, because, well, I should say to tap into what you do with the circumstances, because so many Mm -hmm. people will just get stuck in a rut or go a negative route, you know, like poor me, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever versus, oh gosh, well, you know what? I learned so much from that situation and now I'm going to use it to serve somebody else. And I, I truly believe that our journeys and our experiences happen for a reason. And God has an ultimate plan for everything. And Mm -hmm. that it -hmm. may take us a while to get to our calling, but every experience we have, like your degree in advertising, you know, that served you incredibly well with now growing your business. Mm -hmm. And so I think Mm -hmm. that if you look at 
life as a whole and do map out your journey and those big moments, those things that happened to you, how you handled them. And you put that all together with your values. You can't go wrong. You will discover your why listeners. Mm -hmm. If you are still here, thank you so much for listening to the end. It is an honor to have you here. If you found this information helpful, please leave us a rating and review. That is how more listeners learn about the show and how we continue to grow and be able to bring on incredible guests like Chris. So Chris, thank you so very much for being here. I truly appreciate you. And would you please let the listeners know where they can find you, connect with you and learn more from you? Yes. Thank you, Robin. It was so much fun talking to you today. Um, They can find me. The website is myfounderstory.com. And we are on Instagram and Facebook at My Founder Story as well. So pretty easy to find us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. You've been dreaming big and have an audacious goal, but don't know where to begin to make it all come true. You're tired of spinning your wheels and investing in online courses that you don't have time to finish. You are finally ready to invest in yourself and your business to make your dreams a reality. And I'm here to help you. Together, We'll work on mindset, create a brand marketing strategy, and take intentional action to achieve the results that you want and your clients need. Work with me in my one-to-one six-month coaching program or for a VIP day. Not sure which is best for you? Schedule a free mentorship call and we'll decide together. Just go to www.therobingraham.com. Both options are invaluable. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how we grow and more people find the show. It would mean the world to me. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Have questions about building a personal brand and business for success? Book a free mentorship call with me at www.therobingraham.com. Until next time, remember to smile.